Hey guys, welcome to episode 103 of Inside the Cage. 103. I settled on 103 there. Did you notice that? Yeah, you never went like 103 or 103. Or... Yeah, 103 sounds better, I think. It rolls better. If you say so, I will go with it. <laughs> I'm happy with it. It all sounds the same to me. That's true, mate. That's true. How are you, big man? I'm alright, man. How's yourself? I'm oh, loving the dream, mate. Loving the dream. Oh, all good. I had a week off there, so a week off my work, which was good. So had a week um, off for us as well. What was that? Totally, yeah. man. We had a week off everything at the moment, didn't we? So exactly, mate. Exactly. What was you guys, fun, man? It was need must. Was that? How's it be, man? Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Going up fast. Running. Well, no. I was going to say running a bit, but he's walking. Um. With support quite easily, so oh good, size wee man's brand new. I seen the video of him walking, man. That must be terrifying. He's only what eight months, eight and a half. He's at that awkward stage just now where he wants to do stuff and he can't. Yeah, and he gets annoyed when he can't do it, but he knows what he wants to do, and it's it's frustrating. You kind of want him to go right, just hurry up and do that so that you can do it, and then you don't get so annoyed with yourself because. He's only eight months, but he's already trying to get up and walk and stuff like that and pulling himself up on the side of the couch and stuff, so nah, he's doing well, man, honestly. That's good, mate. That's good. In class. Cool. Right. Well, let's get straight into it because this is gonna be a good one, I think. We've got a fair bit to talk about from the weekend there. I fair probably I caught a twenty minute conversation, twenty five minute conversation on one fight, if I'm honest. So Massive, mate. Absolutely massive. Literally massive. Right, so what we'll do, we'll have a wee look back at 260. Um, and then there's no UFC this weekend, so we'll not look at that until Vittori, until next week, probably. Um, there's Bellator this weekend, we'll have a quick look at that. And there's also a very good Brave card from Bahrain, I think it's Bahrain. Is it Bahrain? Yeah, Hi, Bahrain. On Thursday, um, which is definitely worth talking about. So we'll have a wee look at that. So first of all, 260 um, from the Apex... Um, headlined by Miocic versus Ngannou part two, the biggest, baddest rematch UFC called it. Um, wow. Mate, I was actually lost for words watching Bag Frank, mate. Honestly, I was thinking, I'm going, Jesus Christ, who the fuck's ass? Like, he's. People, I think I've seen a few people online say stuff like, oh, people kept saying, oh, we'll see what kind of work Frank's done over the last couple of years. Has he improved? He's done this, he's done that. He's maybe had, what, a minute and a half, two minutes of fight time in his last four fights or something like that. So you never got a chance to see anything of the improvement that he's made over the last couple of years. But in less than six minutes on Saturday night, I think you've seen every single improvement that Francis Ngannou has made in the last two years from defending the takedown straight away, which I thought was huge, massive in the scope of the fight, to being patient, to picking his shots. He still with that vicious power. Even the leg kick, he does the odd leg kick, but the leg kick that he had me high at high at one point was fucking insane. The high kick was mental, mate. I mean, it was listen- just. There's so many things from Gano's performance that were just absolute sensational. It's so funny, right? You always talk about guys getting better, right? And guys adding levels to the game. We talk about it with young guys. They always come back with something new, right? And they always say they're learning new stuff, right? But these guys learn new stuff for each fight. See, everything in Gano's learned over the two years, it was literally for that. 
It wasn't for against Overeem. It wasn't for against anybody else he's fought. None of the stuff he's been learning, he's been trying to get better at, was for any other fight except Saturday night. He basically spent two years working to win that belt. And it's, it's three years since the original loss to Miochi. So basically since the three years, years since that loss, everything he's done, every single day, has not been working to beat a, a Blades or a Velasquez or a... A junior de Santos, it's been to beat whoever the champion was at a time, whether that was Miocic or DC, because they were the ones going back and forth over the last couple of years for the title fights. And it just proves what hard work and effort and energy and probably a lot. I think he moved to the the, the Performance Institute in Las Vegas after that mm-hmm. loss as well. And he's obviously learned a lot for that. Um, the, the improvements are massive, man. It's weird, I think DC said on Saturday night, I was asked, was a, a patient in Ghana and even scarier in Ghana, which is so fucking true because usually he would come out swinging, swinging for the fence. He's just want to smash you because he know he can do it. But on Saturday night, he'd done it at times, in maybe 10, 15 seconds where he'd try to take Miochi's head off and he calmed down. He relaxed, took his time back into the set of the octagon, picked his shots, tried to take him off again. And he'd done that with these throughout the six minutes. It was oh, it was just amazing to be fair. I honestly was it, dumbfounded by his performance. It was me. It was like this. It's a bizarre thing to say because like he he, he was, I just I kind of go over it, mate. The takedown defense, as you say, that sprawl was fucking amazing. He looked had so much power, so much patience. Picked his shots. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? The shot that finished the fight was probably the weakest shot he threw the whole fight, but it was set up because of that big shot before. And Stipe was wobbling, managed to clip in Gano, he thought, yes, I've got him, went to go for it again, and that wee short leg, it was almost like, it wasn't even like a punch, it was like a poke, it was like he just went, meh, like, it was the most bizarre thing, short leg, man, it was Can I just, a wee, a, wee, a wee hook, just a wee tiny bump, wee six inch, just right to the chin, and that was that, it was game over. I I think, for me, the, the turning point of the fight was the takedown defence, 100%. If Miocci should got that takedown there and then, I think every single person watching that fight would have said the exact same thing. Here we go again. That's was that. It was that. It was fight over. But at that point, Milchis would do it over and over again throughout the fight, grind the fight out and win the fight. What we've seen was some sensational takedown defense, to be honest. The way he sprawled back, and that's that's the kind of thing you see for Adesanya. That's, that's his game. Sprawled his legs back. Perfect defence. Absolutely sensational. And to do it whenever he's dry as well. They're both dry, obviously. They haven't been in there long. No. Maybe about a couple of minutes into the fight. So they're both pretty dry. There's no much sweat kind of about. It's not as if he slipped off Miocic. Miocic, no doubt, had a really good grasp kind of thing to try and get a hold of him. But no, it, that was a turning point for me and Miocic. I think after that, kind of, he was maybe a wee bit lost, I think. I don't think he had any ideas after that and how he was oh. actually going to win the fight. I think he probably had ideas, mate, but he wasn't he thinking well, like he was he just he just couldn't he couldn't think quick enough. It was almost as if he he needed more time, he needed another couple of rounds. Listen, Stephen Milicic isn't a first round KO kind of guy normally, do you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's one of those listen, mate. Pfft, I just I can't think about the DC fight, was it the DC fight against Milicic? It took him a while to get into the fight. It was the second or third round with him before he eventually got into the fight and took his time and he got there. Maybe a wee bit slow in starting up. Maybe that's all it was. But when you're fighting somebody like Francis Ngannou who, on that performance, can be patient, 
can take your head off at a moment's notice, can stop your takedown defence apparently, they take, stop your takedown, it's just, mate, it was scary, like, I just, now I can't see many people beating him, I really can't, I just can't see how anybody's going to get anywhere near him or performing yeah. like that. It's, it's exactly what I said, um, Put a, put a wee quote on it on Instagram, and it was basically that. I just can't see him to get near him. But the big, big question is obviously John Jones, which is hanging over everybody and hanging over him. Jones is long and rangy, and it may be a different prospect for Frank. He's, I, I, he's long and rangy, but is there much in it lengthwise? I don't know what the reaches are for both fighters. I don't imagine. I think John's is six five, maybe. I think Frank's six four. I don't imagine their their reaches over a lot in it. Um, I think it's more going to be the technique of Jones that would beat Frank in the end if that fight was to happen. Inch um, and a half. Inch and a half feet. Let's guys that size. I don't think it's going to be a, a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, the more but Jones's technique. I think. I think. Miocic is pretty good at his takedowns, don't get me wrong, very, very good. But Jones is on a different level in so many different aspects that possibly he might... I don't know. I don't know how it would go. For me, it's weird. I, I don't know if that fight should be next. I think it might probably will be next. But I know they were speaking about uh, Derek Lewis. I think Dana said Derek Lewis could possibly be next for Ingrana. So I, I don't know what's actually next. There's three options there at the moment. Is it Derek Lewis because he's the next one in line, basically, within a division? Yeah. Is it Stephen Miocic because it's, technically it's one and one in the trilogy? Does he deserve his rematch? Or is it John Jones because it's John Jones and he's wanting to step up a heavyweight and he's wanting to win a title? It's, I don't know. I don't know well, what the best he- solution is or what the best option is. Have you heard some of the carry-on with Jones today? I've seen some stuff on... Uh, one of the, the news pages talking about it and stuff like that. Basically, Jones at one point I think basically said, oh, fuck it, go fuck yourself, basically. Uh, he's not very happy because what Dana said in the post, post-fight, because Dana said that the fight the fight to make would be Derek Lewis because he's due it. But Jones is like, well, hold on, you tell me to step up to heavyweight to get a title shot. I've done my bit, I'm ready. And now you're telling me it's not happening. So Jones seems to have spat the dummy a little, shall we say. But to be honest... I can understand why Jones would be pissed off because if he's been promised that then fair enough, of course you're going to be pissed off. If Dana's mm-hmm. turned out to Jones and went, look, I want you to step up, I want you to go up to 265 as it is and go and fight a heavyweight and see what you can do. And he's put, I think he's put, he's sitting about 245, I think he was talking about 250, something like that. So he's fucking big. I seen, I think, a picture of him the other day training and he looks fucking massive. He's bigger than, bigger than Steepy. So he's obviously put a lot of effort, a lot of time a lot of money in it as well, let's be honest, because it's not going to be cheap. He's, it's going to cost you to do these type of things. And yeah. I can understand why he'd be pretty angry um, with that, if that's what he's been promised. But at the same time, for me, he, I would like to see him fight a heavyweight without the title belt on the line. Yeah. Anyway, I would love to see that happen. Just I want to see what he looks like at heavyweight. I want to see how his body reacts, how he looks. Have he fights? I'm never one for guys stepping up and just getting a title shot made, to be honest. I'm no I'm no one for that. Um I know Izzy does it, I know McGregor did it, but and I get it, but 
I just, I don't the know. The only way I'm happy with that situation, if it's a current champion stepping up, because it makes it a champion versus champion. It makes it interesting. Yeah, technically, Jones, technically, Jones was. I mean, Jones relinquished it to step up. So if he'd kept it and stepped up, it would have been the same thing. Do you know what I mean? True. I don't know. That's. Mm. I don't know. It's an odd one, mate. It it's, an odd, it's an odd one because I can I agree with you. If he was a champ, it'd be sitting a bit better with me. But I'd like to see Jones at heavyweight, as you say, without the belt. Give him a fight. Let him smash somebody, man. Give him somebody in the top five, top six, top seven, whoever's there. Rosenstruck, Gani, something like that. And let him smash fuck it, a Gani. And then. Go for there. Yeah, definitely. That's something I would like to see happen. I think it would make a point that, like, why you feed that should be fighting for the title. Jones now should just be looking at it going, Do I know something? Fuck it. Just give me some, give me some ball bag. Just give me somebody. I don't give a fuck now. I just want to fight a heavyweight. Go fight a heavyweight and make a point. Look, my fucking shot. It should have been me. And fucking that's the end of it, basically. That's yeah. what Jones should do now. He should go and prove a point. Yeah. Just tell, just tell them, like, give me anybody. In fact, give me two guys, two weeks in a row. Give me them a fucking smash fuck at them, and I'll show you that I'm ready and that I deserve it. Make your point. Don't go all bitchy. Don't go all, oh, but you tell me, like, meh. Like, just right. fucking do it. Take what you're given. If you're given the title shot, cool. Go and win it if you ask what you want. If you don't get in the title shot, go out and smash whoever's in front of you. What do we always say? You can only beat what's put in front of you. Whether that person's up to the mark or not is irrelevant. You've just got to go out and beat whatever's in front of you, mate. Um, so we'll see. But what about um, Steepy? Like, what's next? Like, what does he do if he's not getting a rematch anytime soon? Jinky will wait about. I don't know because for me, it's weird because see, this is boxing. He would get a rematch straight away. There'd be some sort of rematch clause in the contract where his next fight would be the would be the rematch for the title without doubt. Because the champion always in boxing ninety nine times out of hundred is a clause in the contract. But if they lose their belt they get to rematch for it straight away. Yeah. So maybe I'm looking from that mindset regarding boxing, but for me, he should get the rematch. I want to see the rematch now because I want to know if this, if this Ngannou is 100% the real deal now. This yeah. is Ngannou as Ngannou is, and this wasn't just a one-off sensational performance that somehow he pulled his back pocket and went, boom, here we go, I'm having this belt. Um, I don't see. I don't see fair play to Derek Lewis. He's probably put himself in a position to be a challenger, but I don't want to see the fight. To be honest, I don't know if it's because the first one was that fucking horrific. But then that's the one reason I do want to see it again because I want to see Ngannou do to Lewis what Ngannou should have done to Lewis two years ago and knock his fucking head off. Because I, I, I think Ngannou was just so, you know, so far from in the right place and the right mindset to fight Lewis. Um, he said himself he wasn't in a good place after the Miocic fight it took him a long time to get back to it and he's, I don't know I, 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 mean, I don't really know what I want to see if, I, I think, see if you're making Nganu Jones I would make Miocic Lewis if Miocic was willing to fight again um, not for the belt um, if Miocic won't fight again without it being for the belt then he'll just need to wait but you could put them on the same night and it acts as a backup as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that could be a point. Um, I would just be surprised with after what Miocic has done over the last few years. I say after the last few years, he's beaten Daniel Cormier two of the last three years, basically, because he's only three fights in the last three years. Yep. He's basically four fights in 2018. 
He's won three, you know, five fights now, obviously, after Saturday night. Um, he's won three and lost two, I think, after the DC fight. Every day was, well, was the greatest heavyweight without doubt. There's never going to be a heavyweight like him, but after that performance with Big Frank, if he goes and dominates that division now, you could do a serious conversation that he... He's like... It's weird. Big Frank is what... Miocic isn't massive, right? He isn't... He's built, but he's not Ngannou built. He's not like Schwarzenegger built. Yeah. Big Frank Ngannou is what a heavyweight champion of the world should probably oh, look like. See, we talked about this before. We've talked about... Remember, who was the guy at featherweight? Who was the guy... Uh, Tucker? You know, we said Gavin Tucker Aye. looks like an MMA fighter. If Dana White could draw an MMA fighter, by the way, that's what he would draw. If he could draw a heavyweight fighter, 100 million percent, it would look like Ngannou does on the scales. On fight night, Ngannou looks a bit kind of beefier. Ngannou was massive on Saturday, but we just wanted to say that. He was absolutely huge. He must have been a good, well, I don't know, good 270, 280 maybe. Massive, mate. I would have thought so. Um, but on weigh-in day, like when he's just standing there and he's just... I know they were the same height, mate, but it looked like it looked like half a guy. Miocic looked like a light heavyweight stepping up. That's what Miocic looked like, you know what I mean? But he's never been the biggest heavyweight, has he? He's just always been that good that it didn't really matter. But one one kudos to um, Miocic. Miocic's got a chin, by the way. Like, oh, I know, mate, his chin is phenomenal. To take the shots is just. I know the power got him eventually, right? But up until that point, he. That's one thing again about Frank that made me so impressed, mate, was the fact that Frank was able to understand that he hit him with a few bang and shot. One of them was, fuck, I was like, oh, fuck, how did I not put him out? But see, if you're Frank, you could have panicked there and went, oh, my God, I've hit him with an absolute fucking belt at a right hand here and he's just standing staring at me. Like, you could have panicked, but um makes the performance even better. But I, I'd i love to see that fight again. I'd love to see Ngannou fight Lewis. I'd love to see... I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. I'd love to see Ngannou fight Jones. Um, but I'd like to see Jones fight first. So I don't know what the fight to make is, mate, but it was just utterly tremendous. The, you, know the, you know the weird thing is, though, right? That's the first time, I think, during the whole year of lockdown and no fan shows, that was the first time I was gutted. There was proper gutted. There was no fans. Do you know what I mean? Just because of the I because of the um the reaction to Ngannou, I think winning that fight would have been fucking sensational. And Gano's yeah. one of these fighters that every single person who watches MMA loves him because he just takes people's heads off. Uh, he's and exciting. It, he's, I, he's what people like, mate. He's what people like. And it's like that's you know, all fans, you know, whether you're a veteran twenty five year, you know, UFC fan or you've been watching UFC for three months, whatever it may be, you're always gonna be an Ngannou fan and I, I was proper gutted, mate, that there was no no crowd. Because even Ngannou's celebrations at the end weren't... I mean, they weren't... Like, he, he just won the belt he'd been chasing for five years, six years. You know what I mean? And it was like, OK, once he got a hold of his coaches and started cuddling, he seemed a bit more animated. But until that point, I was like, fuck, man, I'd be going fucking tonto. But I guess the crowd gave you that energy. And I just... I, I was I was really gutted, man. I was proper like, you know, this needed 20,000 folk or more in a stadium fucking screaming when Ngannou knocked him. Imagine the noise when Ngannou put him on his arse, mate. It would have been fucking unreal. Especially with that, that first hit where he wobbled him. People would have went, oh, fuck. People would have been on edge and then that short left hook, people would have went mental, mate. It's, that's Your only thing I'm even more with. annoying with a crowd as well. It could have been. Uh, well, sometimes it is annoying with a crowd, mate. You know what it's like. No, but, I'm talking about Joe Rogan would have been even more annoying. Uh, I just, I can't, I, he's, mate, is it just me or is he getting worse? 
Is he getting off, man? I, I, just, oh man, I can't. Even, I can't ask that. Is he making DC worse as well? I was starting to get annoyed with DC on Saturday as well. I don't know, mate. I'm just, I'm annoyed with him. But um, anyway, we've had that discussion about 40 times. I think every time there's a pay-per-view on, we just have a fucking moan about Joe Rogan. He was great at first, but he's just getting fucking worse. He really is. It's moving on, mate. That's why it's moving on. Definitely, man. It was, aye. Big flag. Sensational, big man, honestly. Um, To put on a performance like that, to, to finish arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time. Well, I'm not, that statement will still stand. Maybe in a couple of years' time, who knows? But, um. Aye, sensational performance, showing the, showing the, uh, the so what I'm looking for, the improvements that he's made over the last couple of years, and aye, I can't wait to see him fight next to I just cannot wait to see, you always love watching Francis and Ghana, but now, I just cannot wait to see him fight again. He's developed a brain, mate, he's like, not, he's obviously had a, had a brain, but he's, um, fight IQ is just aye. so much more. He's learned so much, mate, in those three years, he's learned to go from, He's, I mean, even when he fought in Gant, uh, over him and all that, you know, like, he still was just that knockout. Even against Rosenstrike last, like, was it last year he fought Rosenstrike? I didn't see much difference in him. But now, he just, as I said, that's the thing. he's obviously been working on these things and never, ever gave it away that he was he was going to be any different. And then all of a sudden pulls all of this lovely, beautiful MMA shit out of the bag and it was just beautiful, man. Hats off to Big Frank. We are, we are big fans, Frankie boy. Yes, that's that. He's a... Ah, he's a legend, mate. Absolute legend. He'll be, he'll be an absolute superstar in the world now, without doubt. Now that he's got a, a strap over his shoulder. Mm. What about another potential legend who has been dethroned, shall we say, and is very much on the way down? Big I want to say on the way out. Well, I'm like, no. I feel for Tyron because I thought he started well. See that first couple of minutes when he fucking came out and flew it. Fucking look at the fucking hell. Look, he's got a chin as well, by the way. But I, that that Tyron Woodley, we haven't seen in so long, mate. Like, literally, like, going out and trying to knock somebody's head off. Um, Listen, I feel for Woodley too. Look at his last four fights, mate. Usman, Burns, Kobe, Lucky. You name four welterweights, right? Four welterweights that you do not want to fight. You're probably going to name at least three of those boys. At least, if you're a new welterweight, if you're getting into that top, you think, right, I want somebody in the top ten. What are the four names you don't want to fight? At least three of them, if not four of them, are them. That, um, that's your thought. That's your, well, Usman Burns, Covington, that's top three in division. Lucky is probably the most underrated welterweight there is. Um, Lucky's had a couple of defeats, I think. I think he's about 13-2 in the UFC or something like that. Uh, right, 13 he's and lost, two. He's, he's lost, lost to Edwards and he's lost to Wonderboy. Yeah. Come on, fuck, that's number five and number six in the division. Like a number four, number five, whatever it is. Like yep. when Lucky loses, he loses to the guys who are top draw. So, aye. aye. Um, as I say, I feel a bit for Woodley because he did start so well. He hit Lucky with a couple of beauties, but he also got smashed with a couple of beauties in the end. Man, he was fucking doing that chicken dance over that fucking octagon at one point. I actually thought he was going to go heat first with the fucking fence. I thought he was just going to go heat first into Lucky at one point because he stumbled back and then tried to correct himself going forward and he stumbled forward and I thought, my God, listen, mate, I'd, it was a good performance think- by Lucky. I thought Lucky was absolutely superb. Um, I thought the two of them, I mean, it was a great fight for how long it lasted. Um, fight of the night, don't agree with that one bit, but that's a different story. We'll talk about it at the end. But, um, yeah, there's a, do you know, I've never been a Woodley fan. 
because when I first started watching MMA, I was a big Tomo fan, and that first fight with Tomo, I thought Tomo won, and it was a draw, and then he beat Tomo quite convincingly the second time round, right? So I've always been a bit like, nah, Woodley can fuck off, Woodley shite. And of course, the Maya fight was absolutely shite. The only time I've I've actually seen him fight good was the second Thompson fight, and against Dan Till. Even against Dan Till, he wasn't superb, but since then, he's just no had had that drive, and I think that's been the struggle, mate, and I think that's been the hard part, watching, it just doesn't seem to be the same fighter, and now he's doing himself harm, do you know, by continuing to fight. Well, funnily enough, I was about to say, that was probably the first time, I think, since the Darn Till fight, I've seen any sort of fire in Tyler Woodley, any sort of interest in fighting, strangely, maybe not the right words, but just that kind of thing, where he goes into an octagon, and it looks like he wants to fight, and it was the first time I saw, I was actually shocked. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, right, Tyler Woodley, right, Brown, let's get this out of the road. More look, he'd take his fucking head off. All right, he took his head off in the end. But Woodley made it interesting, which you definitely cannot say done against Usman. He didn't do that against Burns, and he didn't do that against Kobe in any way, shape, or form. These three performances were, maybe not the right words, but pathetic. It just... And it was it was quite good to see he's a former champion. You don't want to see possibly it could be his last fight in the UFC. You don't know what's going to happen after this now. But if he did go out on that performance, it wasn't the worst way to end. Because he could easily have won that fight. Literally, if Luke's maybe chin wasn't quite as good as it is, he yeah. could have won that fight and he could have been looking upwards again. So definitely it was good to see Woodley back better, obviously get beat in the end but it was a much better performance than we've seen over the last couple of years from Yeah, but it wasn't good enough mate, it wasn't a good enough performance it's, it's going to be a difficult one, what do what do, um, what does UFC do with him now, that's the thing Like he's a, he's a, you know, he's a legend and he's I wonder he's, what's left on his contract, I wonder if there's any fights left on his contract, I think that could be a big decision thing Um mm. But I imagine, I imagine Woodley would want to fight, so maybe if there's a fight left there, he would take it. But I don't think him and Dana have had a great relationship. I think I've heard things of them in the past kind of don't go on exactly very well. So possibly that um, if he doesn't have any more fights in his contract, this could be a reason for the UFC to go, look, Tyron, it's been good. You've had a good, whatever it's been, what, best part of 10 years. When did he make his debut? 2013, eight years. It's been a good eight years, but... Thanks very much. We'll we'll see you later on. I reckon he'll probably be fighting by with Bellator by the end of the year. I don't know if he'll go to Bellator. I don't know where he'll go, but I, I don't know if he'll go to Bellator. I don't know why. I wonder. I wonder if he maybe some one championship or something. Like, do you know, something a bit different. Um, I suppose Cage maybe Warriors. maybe a good reason for going to one is because the, was that Cage Warriors Graham Boylan get on the phone, get the big T word in, man. He would literally keep... give every single penny that he gives to every single fighter and go, thanks, Tyron, here you go. Imagine T-Wood versus Ian Gary. Mate, Ian Gary's performance can't reach back, fuck me. He would give fucking with that go. Um, no, I don't know where he's going to end up. It would be interesting to see. I would like to see him maybe, maybe going to Bellator would be good because you could, um, it's his face, Dougie, Dougie Lima over there. There's not really much left for Dougie Lima within that division. Although... What about if he went to PFL and tried to get the Rory McDonald loss back? That was another thing. I was on his uh, his um, his past fights there, and the Rory McDonald one. Maybe that's something to look at. Mate, see if you. Like I don't think he'll be short of offers put that way. 
he's lost seven fights, right? And you look at the fighters he's lost to, mate. It's literally a who's who, a big, you know, big fighters at that time. Nate Marquot, Jake Shields, Rory McDonald, Kamaru Usman, Gilbert Burns, Covington, and Luke Cage. I mean, these are all. If you're going to lose to seven guys at welterweight, that's seven names you want to lose to. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Um, we can't um, doubt that he's one of the greatest. We were talking about at one point as the greatest welterweight of all time. Um, obviously there was talk of that at one point. Not us per se, but there was talk of that being the case. Well, whoever's talked about that, I was obviously got a short memory, man, because the greatest welterweight of all times, obviously. Of course, as but there was guys talking. I think I think it was after they defended his title at like four times. And then he was going to the Usman fight, and I think it was basically if he kept going after that, he could have been up there. But obviously that's fucking that's well gone. So no, it will be short offers going forward and um Aye, I'll be interested to see where he ends up if he if he doesn't stay with the UFC. If I had to Luke, I think I heard the Edwards fight possibly mentioned. Getting that one back for Lucky, I think Edwards would probably take that because I don't yeah, see him getting any other fight right now, to be honest. Edwards would knock fuck him. Well, he did the fuck. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say knock fuck him. If I can't actually remember the first fight, was that fucking long ago? I know. When was that? Twenty seventeen. So that was fucking four years ago in London. Uh, so it's a long time ago. It's possible that's one for Lucky to go and maybe try and get back. Wait, get rid of the fight. Is that not when we were in London? No, we were twenty nineteen because we till till was was till not the headliner. No, because we didn't do the pod when we went to London, mate. I've never seen Edwards fight live. Must have been twenty eighteen. We went to London then because we didn't we didn't do London when we did the pod because we did Copenhagen in twenty nineteen, and we didn't do London and Copenhagen in the same year. Must have done Glasgow in twenty eighteen. Uh, it was twenty eighteen, wasn't it? Because right. London in twenty nineteen was still Masvidal. We never seen that. No, we watched that in my house. Yeah, so Master of 2018, which was. Oh, I ended up for Volkov, mind. Aye. Jimmy Manama is the, the co main. Aye, it must have been 2018, because that was the first. Uh, that was the second one we ever went to, wasn't it? First away trip. Fuck, we did see Leon Edwards fight that night. Yes, we did. I know we did. I don't remember seeing Edwards beat Peter Sabata. Aye, because that was the one that Paul Craig got the uh, last second triangle choke. Danny Henry won that night as well. Fucking hell, by the way, that was a bad card, was that? Danny Henry beat Hakeem Dowdy, didn't he? Aye. Looking back now, by the way, what a win that was for Danny Henry. I know, but he did fuck away it. Where is he? That's what I want to know. Anyway, we're totally on a tangent there. We've, I know. Off. Listen, there we we've talked about two fights and we've been going for 25 minutes. Let's get a shift on. Right. Um... Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. Now, before you say anything, I want to make a comment, right? You know what this reminded me? Do you know who this reminded me of watching? Go. Watching Sean O'Malley was like watching Luis Pena. Uh, do, you know what I, I think, do you know what I'm saying? I think you're clutching at straws. No, no, no. I don't mean completely the same, because watching Luis Pena is horrendously difficult to watch because he's got all the tools. But there were similarities here. Sean O'Malley should not have taken... Fucking 13 minutes and 52 seconds to knock Thomas Almeida out. Now, fair play to Thomas Almeida. He's got a chin and... Oh, mate. This was so frustrating. So I think frustrating. there was there was, def- there was a couple of times that O'Malley should have finished the fight. There was one, I can't remember the first or second round, but he literally walked away Aye. because he thought it was that. And he shouldn't have done that. He should have been, I didn't just fucking smash fuck it. But he was looking for the, 
the highlight moment is what you thought, oh, one punch knockout, let's fucking walk away, and that's that happy days. He should have in there and finished him. I'm not giving you that, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not giving you that at all. Uh, apart, I think Thomas Almeida was, I, I don't know how he didn't die on the night because the amount of shots he probably took was fucking unbelievable. I honestly thought this, I thought it was a, I actually thought it was a sensational performance for Sean O'Malley. Apart from getting him out of there earlier, which he should have done, and he had the that, opportunity to. That's my point. That's my point. It wasn't completely like watching Peña because Peña's, it's not the I same don't thing. Think Pena can finish people. I think there's a difference. Mm. O'Malley has and will continue to, but Pena, I don't think, has that killer instinct. I think that's mm. the difference. O'Malley's different gravy, man. Like he's un- he's sensational. I still can't believe he actually get beat by Cheeto. I know Cheeto's different gravy as well, but just the calf kicks totally killed it. But I think O'Malley is an absolute nightmare in that division, mate. He's so long, he's so rangy, he's so powerful for the the and the kick, you, as they said on uh, on Saturday, you've no idea where the attacks are coming from. Short, uh, low kicks, high kicks, body kicks, left hand, right hand, southpaw, orthodox. You've no idea where stuff's coming from, mate, and it's so hard to plan for a guy like that. You reminded me of a wee bit. I thought you were actually going to compare up with Israel Adesanya in the way he fights. Yeah. The way things come out of nowhere and you don't know where he's fucking hitting you from. There's similarities with that and there's similarities with Jones for me as well, the way he throws those oblique kicks and stuff like that, the knee kicks. There's there's, there's similarities with all the good people. Like, But it was more just the fact that it seemed like he had all the tools and all the opportunities to do good things in that fight and didn't. And that's what reminded me of Pena because I watch Pena and think Pena's got all the tools and all the abilities and all the, all the right tricks to smash the living shit out of people and doesn't do it. Okay, O'Malley turned out he did do it in the end and he did knock him down, but it, was, it wasn't it was a complete comparison, mate. I'm not saying it was like watching Luis Pena. I just mean there was slight there was slight bits about it that made me go, this is frustrating as fuck, because it shouldn't have went as long as it did, mate. That was probably more my point. My point was it was it was a shame to watch O'Malley struggle to finish Thomas Almeida. That was more my point. I just want to see him fight somebody in the, the rankings now. I want to know how good he actually is. I want to know, obviously, for um, Vera. I can't remember if Vera was in the rankings at the time or not. Um, but I think Amali was. Was Amali in the rankings at the time? I think he was like 15th or something like that, or one of them was 15th. So he's just in the rankings, if anything, basically. So basically, that's what I want to see. I want to fight a ranked opponent again, and I want to know where he is. I would actually like him to see him take on quite a highly ranked opponent. I, mean, I don't know why. I don't want to see him fight a Phillips or a Stamen. I think Stamen's got a fight coming up, actually. I think Davis Willie's got a fight coming up. Maybe fight Jimmy Rivera or something. Maybe something like that. Go and fight somebody like Somebody that. hard. Somebody hard-nosed. Somebody who's going to take a lot to finish as well. You know how hard Jimmy Rivera is. Somebody like that. Because um, I want to know where he is. Because at the moment, almost. Thomas Almeida was a very good fighter at one point. He's totally fucking god, man. He's just his career's over. That's that. He's done in the UFC. So he was fighting somebody who was totally on their way out. So I want to know now how good he is against a properly highly ranked opponent. Um, again, obviously fought Vera. Vera obviously switched positions basically. But I want to know how good he is. I, I, I'm still a bit thingy with um, Sean O'Malley and where he is in the, the grand scheme of things. It was somebody oh. else you were talking about? It was somebody else you spoke about? Jones. Who was that? Who the fuck was that? I was kind of annoying me now. We spoke about somebody before who we were like, ah, we don't really know how good he is. Peter Yan. 
We always doubted how good Petr Jan was. Still do. Yeah, well, I, could, I couldn't argue with that. Well, I don't know, because I thought, going into that fight, he was going to fucking smash Aldo towards the end, so mm. I thought he pushed it up a gears. Anyway, on to the next one. What's next? What else? Anything on else, else in this card? Obviously, I have a real problem with the the, the, the bonuses. Um, like For me, like Bukowskis, Alexis, was by far fight of the night. For me, absolutely super fight between two guys. Wrong bad decision. decision as well. Bad decision. Um, I don't get how forward pressure is enough to when you fight. I do appreciate that that should be part of it, but then some fighters fight defensively because that's their style. I thought Bukowskis had won the first two rounds for me personally, um, but hey ho, um, that should have been fighting night for me. Um, and I mean, without a doubt, how Jamie Malarkey never got fifty k for knocking that fuck out of Kama Worthy is beyond me, mate. How did Menefield not get 50k? I, I was going to say Menefield as well, mate. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely tremendous, taking them down and just choking one them. Flute choke, just... Like, honestly, like, something that you see with once every year, basically, yeah. and he doesn't get 50k for it. Yeah, and Sean, crazy, o- Sean O'Malley did for taking 13 and a half, 14 minutes to knock somebody out. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I know Sean O'Malley's knockout was good, and it was a it was a highlight real kind of punch on the ground, but, mate, honestly... Um, I those those bonuses are a shocker, man. It's weird. We've we've, we've got a bit of a cheek, haven't we? Because we always moan about fighters not getting bonuses for performances, but getting bonuses for finishes. Whereas you could put, for me, you could arguably say that Sean O'Malley was, apart from Garrow, because Garrow was that sensational, was probably performance of the night. So, I we've got a bit of a cheek, really, haven't we? Well, I know. I was maybe giving to... out four performances instead of giving a fight. Yeah. They could have, they could have given it to you know a Manifield, Malarkey, O'Malley, and Ngannou. Because I mean, was Alexis Shukbakowski's an absolutely tremendous fight? No, but it was definitely the best fight on the card, like best fight of the night. You know what I mean? But um, I listen, mate. There's loads of there was some really good stuff on this card. Um, Miranda Maverick, brilliant performance, mate. Like, although, did you watch that? Did you watch that? Yes. That those those scorecards are an absolute utter disgrace. By the I'm way, twenty nine, twenty eight every day of the week. Oh, Possibly mate. even twenty eight, twenty eight, because that fucking second round was a hundred percent so close to a ten eight. Fucking right! I cannot believe two judges saw that for her. I just I don't understand in what planet that was. I just can't. I'd love to know, mate. There was That's never. A, I'd love to know. There was never a thirty twenty seven. Yeah, I think Maravich. Marav, 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 up with about 30 seconds to go in that second round and don't get me wrong she put some pressure on Robertson and she not fuck out for the last 30 seconds but, it but was, was that enough to account for the four and a half minutes of ground game probably not for me no nah. so I didn't get that at all Maverick probably won the fight but that was part bullshit overall Maverick won the fight aye. it's one of these ones it could have probably been a draw but um, overall I would have said um it was it was Miranda Ma- Maverick looks good, man. Young, talented, hard. She's huge. Uh, aye, I was going to say, mate, she's massive. How she doesn't throw leg kicks, I'll never know. The legs are like bigger than any part of her, man. She's got some as eyes on her. She's massive, mate. She's aye, brilliant. Looks like a really, really good prospect at that weight. It'd be interesting to see how long she stays at that weight, to be honest, because I wonder if she'll maybe struggle to like get down to that weight eventually. Well, I've but... seen her saying somewhere that she's no interest in going to Bantamweight at any point, even in the future. So we'll see. You see how that goes. No, this wasn't a highlight tonight because obviously it was shite. But I was really disappointed in Omar Morales versus Shane Young. I really expected a hell of a lot more out of that fight. 
they both seemed a bit tentative for me. Yeah. They both seemed a bit kind of like nervy, like yeah. like uh, uh, just a wee bit kind of. I I totally agree with you. Mate. I totally agree with you. Um, Expecting a lot more for that fight, but there we go. Yeah. Anyway, overall decent card. I thought it was another good pay per view, mate. Um, absolutely brilliant. I thought it was a very good card. Strong four, shall we say? Yeah, strong four. I'd agree with that. I'd definitely agree with that. Definitely right. strong four. Let's move on a wee bit because we've got to talk about Bellator and Brave from the weekend. Um, so Bellator make its return. Since when? When was the last time we had a Bellator card? Was it like September or something? Yeah, that is a very good question, Mr. Scott. Um, well, then I'll tell you right now, my man. Did they release their rankings yet, by the way? Oh, fuck. December 10th. I'm talking absolute shite. The last year. four months, really. I know. It's four months, though. But anyway, we're getting back to it. And we've got a rematch between uh, Patricio Pitbull and Emmanuel Sanchez in the semi finals of the Featherweight Grand Prix. Um, obviously, the winner meets uh, AJ, isn't it? Uh, aye, because AJ be uh, Moosey's face. 1 5 Well, it was a 1 3 5 Caldwell. Beat Caldwell, mm-hmm. did it not? Aaron Caldwell, yeah. Um, oh, aye. There's some, it's a good return for them, man. Like, obviously, Usman Nurmagomedov. Now, is he a, a brother or a cousin? I can never, I can't keep up with Nurmagomedov. I would imagine he's a cousin, but yeah, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Um, you've also got uh, Nyman Gracie fighting on this. Nyman Gracie's a bit of a you know legit contender at one seventy. Um, exactly. Um, what else is on this card? There was Alandalara's on this man. All I said about her at one point as well. Tyrell Fortunes is just fucking smashes people for fun. Uh, he's a big, um, he's a big laddie, man. He's a big laddie. Kind of. a bit of a legend as well. Kind of want an Um, I'm pretty sure Kind of want an Oh, she's not making her debut. I think she was making her debut. Um, she's a bit of a legit fighter as well, you know, like 9-0-1. and, oh and one. She's got one draw on her record um, and no losses, so that's a bit of a fight for Alejandro Laro. Listen, mate, this is a good What's fight. What's that topology page picture of it, by the way? Uh, she's proper, like, ripped Close. in that. She's Aye. Massive <laughs> arms. It's a bit weird. Um, I man, it's a decent card, actually. It's a, it's a decent one for coming back. Um uh, Magomed Magomedov on it as well. So, ah, there's a few good things. Um, guys with good records, very good records, but who they fought previously, I don't know. So, um, aye, should be, should be decent, hopefully. Magomed Magomedov's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a fighter, man. That'll be a good one. He's His only loss is to Peter Yan. I think they fought each other twice or something like that. One, 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 one lost. That way. One, one, they're basically one each. Mm. So uh, uh, he he should be he should be legit. Nothing better than a a middleweight um, Brazilian with a seventeen and one record. Oh my god! <laughs> Have you seen the fucking size of him? Jesus! Fuck. I know that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, but then he's fighting a guy who's fourteen and two, and he's a Russian. That could be an absolute cracker of a fight. Um, there's a Russian on this card that's fourteen and one. Um, Berkamov. Yeah. But the obviously the big fight is Pitbull against Sanchez. Whether Sanchez has enough to beat Pitbull this time around, I don't know. Um, I'd be surprised. Sanchez did look good though in his fights. You know he did look good against uh, Vical. Um, 
And it was a decision loss to Pitbull last time, so you never know, mate. You, you just never know on the night, that's the thing. Um, but I guess we'll see. I'd be surprised too. I mean... He's arguably, the best, he's arguably the best featherweight in the world, doesn't he? Fucking oh, Pitbull. Uh, can he be far off it, mate? Like, he genuinely can he be far off it. 33 and 4, mate. Or 30, 31 and 4, that's mental. There's probably two fighters I would say I was desperate to get into UFC for Bellator. One would be Pitbull, and the other one would probably do Lima. Yeah. Well, I'd love, the I'd love... The absolutely stacked, but apart from that, the two of them probably the two I want in the Bellator and the BFC. I'd have Nemkov as well, because I think Nemkov now oh. in the light heavyweight division. And AJ McKee, I'll actually have him, because I oh. hate this. Yeah. The, the featherweights would be... The featherweights would be class, man. Do you know what I mean? The, like, the featherweights are already good, do you know what I mean? But, yeah... Anyway, this will probably be... You've got a lot of this on YouTube, I'd imagine. Um, what is... Who's, who, who's their deal with in the UK? BBC? Tony Eichler. Is this the start of the BBC thing? I would imagine so, mate. I would, I've not actually checked out, but I, as far as I'm aware, it should be on the iPlayer come Saturday. Or Friday night, sorry. Um, Prelim starts 6pm Eastern, so about 11pm here. Yep. Well, I, mean, no, I, mean the, I was going to say mind the daylight savings time, but you've added that, haven't you? I don't know. I just took five hours off. Aye, because cause don't, I don't know if they do it at 6 p.m. East. Um, I'm sure they're six behind just now. Aye, they're another five still, sorry. Another five. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm. Um, Tyrell Fortune's fight. Um, I seen that. I remember seeing that. I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's supposed to be fighting Matt Mitchell, wasn't he? He's pulled yeah. out. Yeah. Jack May stepped in. So um, good luck to Jack May and fair play to you, mate. You're a brave human being. Fucking right. Mads Mads Burnell was supposed to be fighting on this card as well against Saul Rogers, which was a class one. But I believe Mads couldn't get a visa. Nah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, sorry. One of them couldn't. Saul or Mads couldn't get it. Well, do you know what? Do you know what Graham Boylan should do? Graham Boylan should be on the phone and say, like, give me that fight, I'll have that fight. Give me sub those sub those two boys out to me, I'll have that on my card. That'd be class. Anyway, right, we look forward to that. Um that's on Friday night. Um, because obviously Bellator have made the strategic decision to move all their stuff to Friday night, which for me is class because it means you don't have to compete with the UFC. Um I know they've been doing it for a while, but it makes sense to me. Yep. Right. Oh, hang on, I want to look up was Brave. Now, Brave is from Bahrain, if you don't know. Um, Brave are celebrating their 50th show, and they're on a Thursday night normally, um, which obviously is good again because it doesn't clash with Bellator and it doesn't clash with UFC. The reason this is worth mentioning is because there are some names that people might recognise. You've got a title fight between Al Salabi for what they call welterweight or super welterweight, which is 175, against Ismail, or Ismail Nordiev, the Austrian wonderboy now. He fought with UFC. He's only 24. The fact that UFC cut him was a bit of a shame. But That's right. But they lose two or three fights, didn't they? And they basically went, ah, no, you're all right. You're not for us, pub. Mate, he was two and two. Do you know what I mean? I've seen guys with worse records than that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, 100%. Ah, that's um, true. But he is fighting for this belt. And this will be a massive chance for Nordaev to move, put his name back on the map. Brave's a big organisation. It's definitely up and coming. And it's a tough fight against a guy... Obviously, he's got a wee bit of brave experience. He's their champ, do you know what I mean? So, um, he's been fighting brave forever. In fact, I think he fought him brave. He brought him, he fought him brave too four years ago. So, he's been fighting brave ever since. 
So this guy's obviously he's got a lot of lot of. Well, he fought back in the day. Was he? Aye, uh, back in 2014. He lost in Cage Warriors, as well, but um, there we go. Aye, uh, he fought twice in Cage Warriors. Oh, no, he fought amateur in Cage Warriors as well. Nice one. So, yeah, that's, that's that's definitely worth catching that. There's also Dustin Ortiz, is another name that people will mention. Maybe not as big a prospect now as what Nordaev is. Um, but Dustin Ortiz fought in UFC for a while as well. In fact, a long time. Um Wow, look at his fight. He first fought with the UFC in 2013, and then his last fight with the UFC was in um, 2019. So six years with the UFC. So Dustin Ortiz is a bit of a name. There was somebody else on this. Who was the other name? Brad Katona is another name. So that's a, that's a relatively new name um, for people who are watching UFC. He was only with UFC, I would have thought, last year at some point. Um, Wasn't that long ago anyway? I'm surprised. 20, I 2019, aye, 2019 was the last time he could be by hundred years. So, and we're a guy with that kind of record, eight and two, man, he could he could be really good in that. But then again, we do love an undefeated Balkan fighter, my man. So, Borislav well, Nikolic might actually smash Brad Katona here. So, you never know. But listen, Brave is always good if you can catch it. There's a lot of good talented fighters on it. There's a guy who was fighting last week for them who is an undefeated English boy out of Russia. Um, Mokayev, I think his name is pronounced, and he is his record is insane. He's like twenty two and zero or something. He's he's, a, he's not twenty two and zero. He's like his his amateur record was like twenty two and zero, and he's he's legit nuts, man. Um, and there's some good fighters on it. Um, some good fights I've seen on it as well. So if you can catch it, they normally stream it on their website. Um, I did see on Twitter some guys in the UK were saying they couldn't get it to work, but they do offer free streaming on their website to UK residents. So. Um, that may be worth catching, but um, I would definitely try and catch some of it if you can, because it's definitely worth it. Um, so yeah, uh, especially that main event. That main event could be class. Right. So we know UFC card this weekend. That's us done our review uh, previews. So big market boy, do you have your news and do you have your fight announcement of the week ready? Well, it's a difficult one this one because well, obviously we missed last week, so. <sighs> I technically could have two fight announcements in a week, but I don't know if you're going to let me away with that or not. If you want to, you can have two, mate. If if you're struggling to pick one, I mean, I'll judge whether they both deserve it and I will judge you for it if you make an absolute rip-roaring James Hunt it. But um, go for it. If you want to have two, have two. I've got my last. I can't exactly remember when each one was announced, so don't totally destroy me here, right? Right. First one for me, Hakeem Davida versus Mofsar Evlev, UFC 263. Not bad. I think that's a pretty tremendous fight. I think that'll be a cracker. I feel like every time I talk about a fight announcement of the week, Hakeem Dowd is involved in it somehow. But <laughs> there we go. Um, and the other one for me would be Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazi, UFC 262. That is a fucking topper. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, man. That should be an absolute cracker. Seen something about that, right? I was I, I seen that announced. That must have been last week or the week before. I seen that announced, right? And I've seen people, like a lot of people were saying straight off the bat that um, Hermanson's going to beat him. And I was like, wow, man, you guys have got short memories because Shabazian is that a problem. I know Shabazian get beat, but um, I think Shabazian will smash him, mate, if I'm honest with you. I think it'll be, I think it'll be an interesting fight, mate, because it just depends, I think. Hermanson can be very hit and miss at times, so I think it just depends on what Hermanson maybe turns up on the night. Yeah, um, Aye, it should be a cracker of a fight. I really do think that it should be an absolute beauty of a fight, though. Um, so I really can't wait for that, man. There's been so many. You look at 262 card, actually, and it's fucking 
it is off the fucking charts. Um, <clears throat> also, Tony, Tony Ferguson, Ben Aldrush, I think I talked about that a couple of weeks ago was announced for that. Um, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler has been announced as the headliner for that. Obviously, finally got a light heavyweight, a light heavyweight, a lightweight title fight announced. So, um, happy days for that. So, that's a couple of belters straight away to add to that card. Um, what else have we got? So, Paula Costa took out, um, won't be able to fight Robert Whitaker, bit of a shame. Um, fair play to Kelvin Gaston, he stood in. Um, so he stood that's in. A, that's a good fight. for that fight. After his performance last time out, he'll be, that's a massive fight for Kelvin Gaston. Um, imagine, so, you imagine what a win does for him there? Puts him in next again, probably, I don't know. There's, it's a shitty division because there's no much left, I think. I think, as he mentioned, Till versus... Uh, if Till beat... Um, what's his face? Who's he fighting next week for Tory? Till would be next, so... Um, aye, there's no much left for Izzy within that division, so possibly that would maybe set him up again for that fight. Um, we've got 261 is going to get a full crowd in Jacksonville. How do you feel about that, by the way? Let the Americans do what they want to do, mate. Um, I know there was fans. There's fans. I know obviously we don't talk about the wrestling, but WrestleMania soon, and they're having twenty five thousand in a stadium um, for WrestleMania. So I, it's a difficult one, mate. See, if it was here, I would have a real problem with it because I think we just need to be looking after ourselves. But um, I think it just depends. Listen, let them do what they want to do, mate. It's up to them. They can live by the sword, die by the sword. Do you know what I mean? See if we went, oh, it's 50% capacity, they went right shouting there, well, at least he could probably get two seats. I just, I don't know, it just feels about, um, no money grabbing, maybe not the right term of phrase, but um, mm. it just feels about unnecessary, maybe, so early on. Mind you, I don't know how their vaccination programme is, maybe it's going fucking sensational, and every single person in Jacksonville has currently got a vaccination, I don't fucking know, but um, I just thought that was a wee bit weird. Um, Casey O'Neill, our favourite Scottish Australian. Um, she's got another fight coming up June 19th. She's fighting Lara Procopio. Um, I haven't seen her fight a couple of times. I can't remember much about Procopio. I'm sure she fought. Uh... I can't remember now. She fought Molly. Is that who it was? I know we've definitely seen her fight a couple of times, but I couldn't remember for the life of me who she'd fought. I'm sure she's fought Molly, mate. I'm sure she, I, she has. Um, I'm sure she. Uh, she, she beat Molly, Molly actually last time, right? Uh, she beat Molly. Wasn't that long ago, mate? It was only literally like five weeks ago. <laughs> so was. So uh, that's a tough fight for Casey O'Neill to be fair. Yeah. Uh, to take that fight on, probably so early in her career is as a as a uh, a big fight. It really is. It's a massive fight. Um, couple of bantamweight fights. TJ Jealous. Yeah. DJ Dillashaw is back against Corey Sandhagen, May 8th. Um, that'll headline that card. My guess would that would be the eliminator for the winner of Aljo Yanto. Would you agree? Dillashaw versus Sandhagen, yes, 100%. That's definitely got to be it. It's, it's without doubt it's going to be an eliminator for that title fight. Um, we've also got Cody Garbrandt versus Rob Font. Um, that'll headline, I don't know if it's headlining, but it's on May 22nd. I'm surprised that's not one of your fighting instruments of the week, if I'm honest with you, buddy. 
I'm so hit and miss with Rob Font, mate, to be honest. Still a good fight, though. That's a cracker, don't get me wrong. That's an absolute beauty. Um, the official news, officially, 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 for the 45th time that Khabib is officially retired. His picture has now been taken off the UFC rankings. Yeah, he is no longer pound for pound. He has totally vanished off the face of the earth. Do you see who made pound for pound, by the way? What? Do you see who they made pound for pound? No. John Jones. The man without a belt is a pound for pound best MMA fighter on the planet. Yeah, but maybe he is. Maybe he is, I don't know. It's a difficult one to tell, isn't it? It really is. Um, I've made that, said that, Hamansa Shabazian done that, Montana de la Rosa versus Alan Lipsky is not a bad fight. <laughs> it's probably more of a shock to see who they put in at 15. Who they put in at 15? Give me one guess. I don't actually know, because I never looked that far down, I just looked at the number one. Mm. I wish you hadn't told me to look at that. How is that annoying, you know? Fucking right it is. Why is it 15th? Fucking ridiculous, man. Anyway, is that you? No. Um, Makachev expects the RDA fight, which we've been waiting for for about 14 years, but he's actually looking for the Gaethje fight, if possible. Right. Gaethje? Gaethje? Why is Gaethje, mate? That'd be a class fight. Um, So, aye, that would be interesting. Misha Tate is back. Don't know. Wondering why I'm confused, but there we go. Misha Tate's back and uh, faces Marion Renault on the July 17th. Um, Brett Johns has got a fight against Matthias Matos. Love watching Jeff Johns, that should be interesting. Uh, he's always good fight. Ronaldo stepping up to welterweight, fights Muslim Salikov in his first fight. That's a fucking bit of a say that again. Francisco Ronaldo stepping up to welterweight to make his debut against Muslim Salikov. Francisco Trinaldo. Francisco Trinaldo. I was like shocked as you. I thought he was gone. Is he not like a, is he not a featherweight? No, he's a lightweight, isn't he? Is he? Nah, I'm sure he's a lightweight, mate. Sure he's a lightweight. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm sure he's a lightweight. Um, well, so we've got... We've got a lot of announcements for 261. So I'm just going to run through the new card for 261 from start to finish because it's actually fucking sensational. Right. Usman Masvidal for the welterweight titles obviously the headliner. We've got Shevchenko versus Abdrad for the 125 title. We've got Wheelie Zhang versus Rosa Inama Yunus for the 115. We've got three title fights on that card straight off the bat. Um, not a massive. This is an okay fight. Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman's on this. Um, Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute opens up the main card I think that could be a cracker Alex Oliveira versus Randy Brown should be a cracking fight as well actually um, well, so we've got Carl Robinsons versus Brendan Allen should be a cracking fight as well so that card's looking really really good there's a couple of other guys on it as well um, so aye that looks like a cracker of a card um, getting there um, Jojo Jojo mm-hmm. is back Lauren Murphy, 263 in June. A title eliminator. I would imagine so, mate. Whoever um, wins between Sheva and Andrade, I'd imagine he'll face the winner of Murphy Calderwood. So, um, massive fight for Jojo. Um, so, aye, let's hope she, let's hope she, um, she gets the win. Um, 
Andy Johnson, and Rumble Johnson versus Joe Romero's moved. So moved to Bellator 258. I was trying to read up on this because they've basically shifted all the light heavyweight division, the lightweight Grand Prix about, but I can't figure out for the fucking life of me what they've actually done. So I'm not even going to go into discussions. All I know is Rumble versus Romero is removed to Bellator 258. Super. Um, I like the sound of this fight, Ori Omari Akmedov versus Brad Tavares. I've seen that as well. I think that'd be quite a tough fight. That's a class fight, I think, mate. 264 for that as well in July. My guess would be that'll be International Fight Week if 263 is June. Mm. So that'll be 264. And last but not least, the news that Scott has been waiting for. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier is likely to take place on July 10th, which will be International Fight Week. Um, I'm 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 afraid you can't see the screen right now, but Scott is absolutely jumping for joy at this moment. Eh? I'm jumping for joy because he keeps Conor McGregor away for the belt, mate. I'm gutted that Dustin Poirier is not in the talk for a title belt, but Dustin Poirier wants to fight McGregor again. So listen, it obviously made him some money. That's obviously what he wants. He's it is what it is, mate. But yeah, hey ho, good luck to them. Aye, fair play. Um, it'll be what Dana wants as well, man. Imagine getting a full crowd on international fight weekend or that every day back in Vegas. You'll be loving that. I know, I know. So, is that you? Aye, that's my lot, mate. I'm fucking knackered. The only other thing is Paddy Pimblett has finally signed with the UFC. Forgot about that, man, aye. The performance a couple of weeks ago was fucking brilliant, wasn't it, with her? It was only a matter of time. He's probably the, one of the best prospects to come out of the UK in a long time, mate. So, along with guys like Jack Shore and Mason Jones and, you know, there's a lot of good prospects, but Paddy's definitely up there. If you're talking about prospects in the UK the last five, six years, you know, he's definitely in that conversation. So good luck to Paddy, man. All the best. Um, hopefully he'll smash it and give us a bit of character. And I love that Scouse partner, man. So it'll be absolutely brilliant. I hope he gets thrown right at the deep end, I've got to say. I want to see him right in there. I'm just right into a, a tough fight. fight right off the back. What? Gagey. First fight. That much. But I was thinking a wee bit easier than that. Right, cool. Thank you, as always, guys, for listening. Apologies for missing last week. Just one of those things. We are back, and we are back, hopefully, for the foreseeable. Um, get us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Inside KGMMA. Can't miss it. Um, and listen, yeah, thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye.